which you can find in the Bible in the pew in front of you in page 458, if you would like to read along. Psalm 24. The Psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you see that Psalm 24 uses the imagery of a, a great king entering his royal city after a mighty victory on the earth, as it tells of the Lord of hosts coming to dwell among the people who seek his face. It's possible that David wrote this psalm when the ark was brought into Jerusalem so that the church would, could see past that gold-covered box to the reality of the sovereign creator who had chosen to dwell in the midst of his chosen people, to be their God and their King, their King of glory. This is the same God we worship today, the sovereign creator, Emmanuel, who dwells with us, dwelling among us, not only in a tabernacle and temple in the Old Testament, not only in his son Jesus Christ, who took on human flesh, not only as, as, and also as Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, now with the Holy Spirit in our hearts. This God carries us through the, our spiritual battles so that we might dwell with him in peace forever. And that is why Psalm 24 continues to be relevant for the church in her timeless praise of the Lord. And if you look at the psalm, if you have it in front of you, you can see that it is divided up into three major parts. It starts from the broad panorama of a Lord who is king over all the earth. That's the first two verses. And then it brings us to a king who is standing among a smaller, defined group of subjects. That's verses 3 to 6. And then finally, to the gate of his chosen royal city. Psalm 24 in the first two verses talks about the Lord as the creator of heaven and earth. And then in the next 
verses 3 to 6, a, a Lord who is gathering those who seek his face and who are made pure and righteous by the blessing of the Lord. And then finally, the verses 7 to 10, bringing that chosen people into his kingdom through the gates. Psalm 24 highlights the sovereignty of God, the first two verses. Highlights the electing and purifying and gathering work of his church in verses 3 to 6. And then his certain victory as king over all the earth. The king of glory, verses 7 to 10. And I preach to you this gospel under this theme, the king of glory is our God. You can see the division then, he is our creator, he is holy, and he is our glorious king. When the church sings Psalm 24, we are reminded that the God who established his everlasting covenant with his church, the Lord, the covenant name, he is the almighty creator of heaven and earth. Psalm 24, that's the, the hallmark verse where we speak of the Lord as almighty creator. Against the, the chaos of the seas and, and the river, the Lord God established the earth. He founded a secure, orderly dwelling place for all his creatures. And then we see the Christian faith is not just a set of arbitrary personal values, but it has consequences for our understanding of truth. In every corner of our lives, we'll say it many times, it's not just about church. We say, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, every, every moment of our lives, it belongs to the Lord. I belong to the Lord. The tree in my backyard belongs to the Lord. The plains and the mountains that we see, yes, even the little children entrusted to us, they belong to the Lord. You see that, that perspective that touches every aspect of life, the Christian perspective. And then we also see how that connects us to our call to be faithful stewards. All those who dwell therein are created by the Lord, belong to Him. And then we see in the next part that yet not everyone seeks to join Him. All belong to Him, but not all seek to join Him. There are people who have been deceived. We read about in verse 3, they, they, their eyes turn away from the one true God and Creator as they lift up their soul to what is false. They swear deceitfully. They, they use another name of another imagined power. In Psalm 24, the Lord warns the world, warns the church to submit to Him, for He is a holy God. In answering the question about who will ascend the hill of the Lord, that's verse 3, it's part of who will ascend as part of that entourage, that, that group that follows the sovereign king. Who will ascend to stand in that holy place? Verses 3 to 6 teach us that only those with, righteous, those with uh, clean hands and hearts and minds, only the righteous can be a part of the Lord's kingdom because he is holy. Clean hands. That means that people do activities that are pleasing to God. A pure heart 
means that they do these things for the right reasons. Seeking the face of the God of Jacob means that they have chosen to trust in God even though they know themselves to be sinners. Those who may stand with this holy and awesome king of glory, there are those who trust in his grace, who depend upon his blessing and, and the righteousness that comes from outside of themselves and from the God of salvation as promised in verse 5. And so when the church today, when we sing Psalm 24, we sing about the need for all who stand on the side of the Lord to live a righteous life. Part of this righteous life is to always seek the forgiveness of sins in the gracious work of the God of Jacob who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to pay for our sins. In Hebrews 10, we'll read that at the table as well today. It says we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus through the new and living way opened up for us. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you seek your salvation outside of your own accomplishments and in his eternal reign and victory, God also sees you as righteous. We are reminded again that he truly is the God of Jacob. He is the God of the sinner and deceiver Jacob. He is full of compassion and mercy for the, way, for the weak. He, and he makes us pure. In his son Jesus Christ, he fills us with every good thing so that we may truly be righteous before him, desiring to walk in that new life. When you look for the forgiveness of your sins in Jesus Christ, you will find the Lord there with his arms open to receive you, the God of salvation will bless you with his righteousness. Seek the face of the God of Jacob and you will be able to ascend the, the hill of God and stand in his holy place with him as, as one of the subjects of his kingdom under the protection of our glorious king. You will stand with him in the eternal city of glory. Psalm 24 tells us, The Lord, strong and mighty, the eternal King of glory, He guides you through the battlefield of sin and the devil. He promises, and you see it in the psalm, especially the last part, how He brings vin victory. He brings vindication. Now we have seen it before. If we, as we read through Scripture, we have seen how God led Israel out of slavery of Egypt and brought them into the promised land where he dwelt among them in a tabernacle and a temple. You see now his glory descended down not only to, to fill the tabernacle and temple with the smoke, but with his own son Jesus Christ who took on our human nature to conquer sin and Satan. We see it in the Holy Spirit in our own lives that powerful Holy Spirit who guides us, who brings us into the presence of our eternal King. And we continue to sing because 
we know that Jesus Christ will return as triumphant king. We know he is the victor of the conflict of centuries. And now that triumphant call goes out to, to all the world. It's in 1 Corinthians 15 too where we see the king of glory is, is reigning until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And then God will be all in all. And that's the theme of the family visits this year. The Lord is coming. We, we, we sing that clearly in Psalm 24. The, the emperor of the universe is coming to Edmonton. He is coming to the whole world that he made with his own hand. And as we seek him, we will see him as our Lord, our Savior, our King. And we will rejoice together. And so as the psalm ends, it speaks, uh, it's a joyful celebration, the joyful shout of God's people. It'll go up, the, 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 the shout of God's people will go up, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. That's what we sing together. Let, prepare the way so the King can come in, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we sing these verses while we're still in the battle. But we do so with a certain hope. We have that hope because the Spirit is a seal guaranteeing that we also will be raised up with Him. <coughs> and the question is of the gatekeeper, who is this King of glory? And the response tells him it's the Lord of hosts, hosts, a large multitude of people, hosts made righteous in Jesus Christ. So the ancient doors rise up, and the one who is king of all the earth, he makes his way to the throne. And who is that following him? Who is that in his retinue? All those with robes washed clean in the blood of Jesus Christ. Believers made righteous and holy in Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit. Those who have union with Christ, as we also celebrate this in the sacrament of Lord's Supper. You too will be there receiving. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in, the Lord and his hosts. And then we sing it together in our hearts and our minds and our lives and every moment of our lives. He is my King of glory. He is my triumphant universal emperor. He created the world. He defends and preserves his church. And he is our glorious king. Amen.